in a crucial stage It's not because of foreign wars we wage It's more to do with the colors blue and red Too many laws and too much government Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread So many people trying to cross the border Politicians build a new world order Too many minds are convinced they should be led I've gotta be free The way God made men And I won't be ruled by the damn you win Taking your right to self-defense They say you're safer but they don't make sense Dangerous ones will not turn into guns Always ask for more All we buy is made on foreign shores Come a day when there'll be real hell pay I've gotta be free The way God made men And I won't be ruled by the damn you wet Hello and welcome to today's broadcast of Tap Into The Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I'm your ever-so-humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, coming to you from historic Roan County, Tennessee, and so very glad to have you along for the ride. Thank you so much for tuning in, listening in, and being here. Be part of the conversation, too. Uh, engage me on social media. Come join the Tap Into The Truth locals uh, community. Uh, be part of a uh, community that I'm still trying to get active and still trying to breathe life into. We've got some great members over there right now, but still not a whole lot of them, so not as active as I would like. And, uh, you know, the great thing about locals is you can join a community for free. You can decide if you want to... Uh, contribute to the cause you're you're more than welcome to do so it's easy enough to do but it's free to sign up and join be part of the community so that's not the pitch here i want to build a community want to help uh promote the message especially going into 2024 it's an election year and once again we find ourselves desperately needing people to pull together to help promote and to better communicate the conservative message because at the end of the day most people living in the united states when they see the reality of the circumstance they still love the country 
They want the country to do well, or at the very least, they want the opportunity for they themselves to do better. And there's just no question about it. There's nothing that the left is offering that helps to promote the everyday common person to do better. Whereas conservatism does freely allow for that. All you have to do is put in the effort. That sometimes it's not just a sales pitch for, sometimes that's the sales pitch against. Got a lot of folks out there these days looking to take shortcuts. But even the ones who want to take shortcuts have better opportunities under a banner of conservatism than they do under the so-called progressive monikers. Despite that, we're going to take a little time today uh, at the top uh, looking at some of the conservative victories we've had this past year. And then we will jump into some of the more recent news stories and how that plays in. We'll be looking a lot at the culture war today because the culture war is where the battle will ultimately be won or lost. Uh, politics is downstream of culture. And ultimately, conservatives have been losing the culture war for a while. We've allowed ourselves to set back and to be lambasted and caricatured because we didn't feel like it was necessary to engage at that level. But that's the level in which they've captured the hearts and minds of America's youth. And unfortunately, that means while we were so busy trying to be the serious ones, we lost a lot of ground against folks that were deadly serious, but pretended to be otherwise. All right, before we jump into anything, though, you know what? We've got some friends that I do need to tell you about, and I have to start out right out the gate. Here we are. It's New Year's Eve, ladies and gentlemen. It is December 31st of 2023, the last time you and I will be together before 2024. And I have to ask you that when things go sideways, will you be prepared? Now, a lot of folks out there right now are concerned, and rightfully so, that they might have to go a long time without electricity or even without food. That's why I've been trying to introduce as many of you as I can to my friends over at Four Patriots. You need to get yourself the preparedness products that you can use right now and that could literally save your life later. Now, my favorite is the Four Patriots Power Sidekick. Now, the Patriot Power Sidekick is awesome. It's my favorite because I've got it in hand, and I use it more than I should because I love it so much. I'm sitting here using it on occasions I don't have to, but it's so easy to recharge. The solar panel works great for recharging it, but it's got other options when you're not uh, relying on solar. And just based on that, I can highly recommend you anything in the solar-powered-generated Patriot Power line, including the new Patriot Power Generator 2000X. Now, it uses endless free power from the sun to keep your lights turned on, to keep your TV on if that's what you need, medical equipment that runs on electricity, no worries there, it can do that. Even keep your refrigerator running when you get the bigger generators. Plus, it's expandable when we're talking about the 2000X. It still comes with that free solar panel I talked about. Or maybe you need to be more concerned about packing up, saving, and having a stash of the Four Patriots best-selling survival food kits. These are delicious tasting, and they're designed to last for up to 25 years. Good luck with keeping them that long if you got folks in the house like I do. Again... Still trying to keep my youngest daughter out of it. I 
going to have to get some more ordered in and soon. Look, these kits, you can get them with, they come with real meat. They have a variety of kits with desserts, and they're all tasty. Don't just survive, thrive. Calories are survival in these situations, so they've got you covered. And if the power's out and you don't have one of these power generators, uh, no worries there. If you've got the survival food kit, just boil water over a fire, simmer, and serve. You'll enjoy a hot meal and stay safe in a crisis. Now, I had the folks over at Fort Patriot set up a special page just for you guys, you know, the listeners of this show. You can go to fourpatriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. That way, listeners of Tap Into the Truth can see this week's discounts and deals before they go away. Now, that's fourpatriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. But hurry, the deals that are there don't typically last long. Take full advantage while you can. Save more. Get peace of mind now by going to the number four, patriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. All right, I promised that we'd start out with some conservative victories from this past year, and that's exactly what we'll do, because as 2023 is finally coming to a close, we have seen yet another year of a host of cultural moments and phenomena, some representing not much more than a passing fad. We get those every year, while others could herald a paradigm shift in the American uh, zeitgeist could be a major shift in American society and therefore also in American politics. Some of these, we can only hope that that's the case. Before I go any further with this piece, I do want to give a hat tip to Hayden Daniel over at the Daily Wire for putting a lot of this information together. Now, for the last couple of decades, the vast majority of these groundbreaking moments have moved the cultural zeitgeist further to the left. But this year, it seems that conservatives finally racked up more wins than losses. From a massive backlash against woke ideology in the entertainment industry, to Democrats in sanctuary cities turning on Joe Biden over illegal immigration, to the most successful conservative boycott in history. Conservatives scored several important cultural war victories in the year 2023. One of the most enduring and potentially influential, talking about these shifts in 2023, it's got to be the boycott against Bud Light. After the iconic brand's parent company, Anheuser-Busch, partnered with transgender activist Dylan Mulvaney all the way back in April. You guys remember that? Now, in March of 2023, Bud Light had been the number one beer in the United States for over 20 years, dominating other well-known brands like Miller and Coors. By the end of the year, the once iconic brand's reputation was in tatters at least among conservatives, and Anheuser-Busch continues to reel from poor sales in the U.S. It began when Mulvaney, infamously for a series of videos chronicling his transition called Days of Girlhood, showed off a can of the light beer 
with his face on it back on April 1st. A few days later, Bud Light confirmed that it had indeed signed a brand partnership deal with Mulvaney in an effort to authentically connect with audiences, clearly not recognizing what their audience was. And it was required to make this concession because we saw this on April 1st. A lot of people thought initially this had to be an April Fool's prank. It had to be a joke of some kind. This couldn't possibly have been real. But when Anheuser-Busch acknowledged that it was, in fact, the real deal, that they had done this, they weren't planning on selling any of the cans branded with Dylan. But it was a meant uh, uh, to be a commemorative event for Dylan and for the historic partnership. Now, in the first week of the controversy, Bud Light sales decreased by 11% and its stock plummeted 20% by the beginning of June, losing Anheuser-Busch billions in market value. Also in June, Bud Light lost its place as the best-selling beer in America. Anheuser-Busch's overall U.S. revenue was down 10.5% in the second quarter of 2023. That, of course, is from April through June. That, of course, compared to the same period the year before. And the company's sales to U.S. retailers fell 14% by early August. The company lost nearly $400 million in revenue during the second quarter alone. Now, the third quarter, July through September, it was even worse for the company, which then reported a 13.5% drop in revenue per 100 liters, uh, that according to CNN. While sales to American retailers decreased 17% in the same period. Numbers for the fourth quarter won't be released until early next year, just days away at this point. But it's unlikely that they'll deliver good news for the embattled brand. Now, perhaps most importantly, the, boy, uh, the, the Bud Light boycott? It inspired similar events to hold corporations accountable for their political messaging. Retail giant Target drew conservatives' ire after it unveiled a Pride Month collection that included LGBT-themed clothes and swimwear for children. After a boycott campaign similar to the one levied against Bud Light, Target's second quarter sales for 2023... It sank 5.4% compared to the previous year. Its first quarterly sales declined in six years, and the company lost billions in market value as its stock plunged. Target's earnings continued to lag in the third quarter, 4.2% lower than the same period the previous year. This according to the company's earning report. Conservatives have learned that they can exert considerable economic pressure on corporations that stray too far into political activism. And heading into 2024, companies may think twice before pushing politics alongside their policies. Politics before pushing them alongside their products. They may think twice, but only if we continue to successfully as conservatives stand together and refuse to help 
companies that wish to harm us, our families, and our nation. And these leftist so-called progressive policies do exactly that, and they're intended to do that. They have this nice, shiny, pretty face. Hey, we're just trying to stand up for the little guy and for all those people out there that may be oppressed in some way, but that's not their purpose. That is the cover from which they're hiding behind to destroy our constitutionally federated republic. Another company that has caught the ire, a corporation that was once, once upon a time, a family favorite, a backbone of American ingenuity and American idealism, the Walt Disney Company. They, of course, found themselves paying a, a heavy toll for trying to indoctrinate audiences in leftist talking points. Its animated film, Wish, intended as a nostalgic celebration of the company's 100th anniversary, instead became the capstone to a year of box office disappointment after a disastrous Thanksgiving open weekend, the movie only ended up making $147 million against a roughly $200 million budget. A film generally needs to make about two and a half times its budget to be considered profitable. It didn't get to the halfway point ladies and gentlemen, to profitability. The company's other animated film for the year, Pixar's Elemental, it fared little better with an anemic opening weekend, though it did manage to barely break even months later. The live-action movies, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, Haunted Mansion, The Marvels, and the remake of The Little Mermaid – they cost over a billion dollars to make, and that doesn't include post-production and advertising costs either. That's just actual the budget for filming the movie, and all of them flopped, and they flopped hard. Both the Ant-Man and the Indiana Jones sequels were torched by fans for seemingly trying to replace their titular heroes with younger female counterparts, uh, the term the MCU, uh, in uh, common use now, especially among uh, bloggers and uh, internet folks, uh, hat tip, of course, to the originator of the term over at Nerdrotic, but uh, commonly used, I find myself using it in referring to the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe these days, and we know that has a lot to do with what Disney has been pushing once they took control. Uh, in a hurry to create the Young Avengers, in a hurry to create all-female, in a hurry to push the propaganda and move forward indoctrination as opposed to just doing the one thing that Disney used to be exceptional at. Tell familiar stories in a way that was new and still stay true to the messaging. Tell it in a way that's entertaining and fun, and in a way that's family-friendly, not family-lecturing, not family-indoctrinating, not family-divisive, not family-dividing. That's what they do now. 
in Ant-Man and the Wasp Media, Ant-Man's daughter has become a teenage activist fighting against oppression and eventually acquires a super-powered suit similar to her father's. In the latest Indiana Jones movie, Indy's goddaughter, Helena, is also an archaeologist and on the hunt for rare artifacts. And when she is accused of stealing items from native peoples, she quibs, it's called capitalism. Oh, gee. Is that what you call it? No no hidden message there. No indoctrinative ideology there, right? Uh, just telling a good story. Just having fun. Just somebody's idea of humor. How woke do you have to be to think that that is a funny line? The company has practically became the industry leader in pushing leftist propaganda on kids. GLAAD, the uh, Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, they announced in October that Disney is one of the top companies in Hollywood for LGBT inclusive content. Top-ranking employees within the company have admitted that they are pushing a not-at-all-secret-gay agenda with their programming. But you see, now, the backlash is starting to affect movies still in production. The company's live-action remake of Snow White also made headlines for the wrong reasons after star Rachel Ziegler made disparaging comments about the 1937 classic. And it was revealed that the iconic Seven Dwarves had been reimagined as seven magical creatures who didn't resemble the original characters at all. After intense criticism of both incidents, Disney backtracked a bit. And now they seem to be moving towards a more traditional view on the dwarves' design. They even pushed back the release of the date of the movie to some point in 2025. At this point, I would also like to uh, give a hat tip to the Daily Wire in particular, because now their media uh, division is doing a version of Snow White as well, and I guarantee you, this one will be family-friendly and entertaining if you have the least bit respect or enjoyment of the original stories. Which, by the way, is not a Disney thing. Disney just did an iconic animated version of this story. Anyway, the most remarkable aspect of Disney's struggle at the box office is that almost every flop came from a genre or a franchise that has historically been a safe financial bet. This, of course, kind of suggests the fact that Disney's in serious trouble, as is pretty evident by all the changes they're making everywhere else in the company as well, and the number of layoffs that have happened, and even big names, people who are previous sacred cows in the creative divisions, have found themselves either in danger or on the unemployment line. Before the pandemic... Disney enjoyed reliable success with its animated projects, including massive hits like Frozen 2, that still has its own issues, Zootopia, uh, The Incredibles 2. Every previous Indiana Jones movie was a blockbuster hit. Now, you can say what you want to uh, about The Crystal Skull, but 
it got people to the theaters and people bought copies of the movie after it was released for home release. It made them money. It is necessary and a necessary part of being there side by side with Raiders of the Lost Ark and Temple of Doom and The Last Crusade. Crystal Skull, big gap between them. There were a lot of issues with the movie, but it at least still felt like an Indiana Jones movie. Just you could see and feel it was beginning to move in the wrong direction. And this last one, so many things wrong. Again, so much effort to destroy the title character, to change everything the entire essence of the character that made him a character that people would care about. Therefore, once again, finding a way to be destructive to the franchise. And again, Disney, along with Kathleen Kennedy, who's been put in charge of Lucasfilms. Lucasfilms, of course, controlling the rights to Willow. Don't get me started there with what they did with that TV series for Disney+. Plus, With, of course, the Indiana Jones franchise. And, of course, what everybody knows George Lucas best for, Star Wars. Man. Meanwhile, that's not even where they took the biggest hits. Because the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU, has been a veritable cash cow for years at this point. Almost every movie that was part of the Thanos uh, storyline. Almost every movie there, boom, hit, boom, hit. Now, again, fans could find things to be bothered by. Uh, the Thor movies in particular never really stood out as being particularly great, at least not in my mind. Uh I enjoyed the character. I think they tried too hard to make it uh, funny at times after they tried to play it too serious in the beginning. But regardless of what I think about it, the numbers don't lie. They still made money. It was still profitable, and it still led to a huge reveal when they had the first Avengers movie, a fantastic performance uh, by a bunch of great actors for the Age of Ultron, even though it felt like there was still something missing from the story itself. But they did a good job putting things together in great performances. And what is next for the, the MCU? <sighs> Nothing good. Clearly, they're going in the wrong direction. Disney has been a titan of the entertainment industry for decades, but its recent string of flops as well as robust competition from other studios, studios like Apple, studios like Prime, over there at Amazon, Studios that don't make their money, that don't make their decisions, their profitability as a company is not based on the success or failure of how much they spend and how much they make back from their productions. In other words, they've got a lot more room to go. And to be fair, Disney, for the longest time, that wasn't the make or break for them. They introduced new movies, new characters to have new intellectual property to unveil at the resorts, at the parks, on the cruise lines, characters to help draw. They, they're losing money across the board, though, again, because despite that big chunk of Americana that Disney once represented, well, they just don't anymore. All right, uh, let's go ahead and take the mid-hour break 
And on the other side, we'll continue down the list of cultural victories for the conservatives, or at least wins in the culture war, uh, perhaps a bit early to declare a victory, but certainly some skirmishes won. You can't really say that you won when you've not done much more than a skirmish or two here or there. But regardless of all that, let's take a break, and we'll jump right back in on the other side. Don't go anywhere. I will be right back. These stocks designed specifically for people who haven't started investing yet or don't know how to do it or haven't been trained how to do it or are worried about investing in the stock market that they've never done before. It's a robo-advisor system that really simplifies the investing process. The challenge we all have is that as you work and you grow in your career, you have to put something aside for yourself when you retire around 65 years old. And the idea of Beanstalks is to simplify that whole process. In other words, put aside 10% of your salary each week, maybe just $100, and let it go to work in the stock market for you. And what Beanstalk does is basically automate that process for you. Easy to set up. You can transfer directly to your bank account and puts it into exchange-traded funds, which are baskets of many stocks, which gives you diversification. That's the whole key. The idea that you can have this done for you weekly or bi-monthly But the most important thing is to start now and make it so that you are putting something aside for your own retirement. Beanstalks just makes it really simple to do. The recent decision by the Colorado Supreme Court to disqualify President Trump from the 2024 election in the Buffalo State caused the political equivalent of upsetting a hornet's nest. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. The politically motivated unelected justices of the Colorado Supreme Court ruled that the people of Colorado cannot vote for President Trump for the 2024 presidential election. The leftist justices relied on Section 3 of the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, which states public officials who have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the United States may be barred from the ballot. The problem, however, is that President Trump absolutely did not cause or encourage an insurrection, nor did any of the innocent J6ers who remain to this day in the brutal gulag-style U.S. prisons. This politically motivated travesty will only serve as an ever greater wake-up call and motivation for sincere sovereign Americans who will seek providential guidance and wisdom in a successful effort to wrestle away this republic from the harbingers of darkness, doom, and tyranny and restore our status as one nation under God with liberty and justice for all. I'm Ron Edwards. Introducing Einstock. Drink. Conquer. Repeat. Skull. Einstock beer is a globally distributed, award-winning Icelandic craft beer. Einstock is created from the Icelandic water that flows from glaciers through lava fields and delivers some of the purest water on Earth. Knowing that beer is 95% water, we source the first and most vital ingredient from the local springs 
of a mountain that stands guard over the town of Akureyri, just 60 miles south of the Arctic Circle. Einstock beer is crafted with locally sourced ingredients, and the brewery runs from 100% renewable energy sources, geothermal, and hydropower. Einstock has become the number one craft beer and also the number one alcohol export from Iceland. Here in the United States, you can find Einstock beer on the shelves at retail chains like ABC Fine Wine and Spirits, Bemmo, Cost Plus World Market, HEB in Texas, Kroger, Publix, Target, Total Wine, Trader Joe's, and Whole Foods, just to name a few. So won't you raise a glass and drink, conquer, repeat, skull. All right, guys, here's the deal. If you have ever had an issue with comfort when it comes to conceal carrying your firearm or even open carrying, the issue is most likely not the firearm. It's probably the holster. You know who's got you covered there? My friends over at Vanish Holstered. Look, visit them at www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. If you do it uh, as of today, January 31st, 2023, you got a really great chance of still locking in their holiday deal, which gives you a chance to get that discounted price that comes from using T-A-P-P at the end. But you might also be able to get half off of a second holster, which is perfect if you want to use a... The, well, the world's most comfortable holster, and to give one to a friend or a family member. Maybe you just decide you want to carry uh, two firearms. Either way, I promise you, you're going to love the holster more than any other that you own, and the reason for that is because you can use it to carry almost any gun that you own in absolute comfort. It's also so comfortable that you'll forget you're wearing it. That's why they call it the Vanish Holster in the first place. Uh, this revolutionary holster fits 99% of all semi-automatic handguns. It works without a tactical belt. It lets you carry in multiple positions, and it lets you conceal two fully loaded magazines for those quick reloads if you need them. Best of all, it comes with a money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it as much as I think you do, or as much as I think you will, well, you'll get all your money back with a hassle-free return policy. That, of course, whether you can still lock in the holiday deal or not, still equates to a pretty daggum good deal. The discounted price off the top is pretty nice. And beyond that, let's be real. We know what's going on out there. We see it every single day, especially if you live in an area that's touched by high levels of crime. You, you've got every reason why, if you can legally carry, you should Criminals are more emboldened than ever because of lax legal policies. The threat of terrorism on American soil looms larger than it has in decades due to the open border policies in the South. Don't make the mistake of not being armed just because your holster is uncomfortable. Go to www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P right now so that you can have the holster that makes it a pleasure to carry all day, every day. 
constitutional grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, constitutional grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to BlueEdgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the constitutional grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE10 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember, Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance MyPillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe cusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code TAPP. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow, Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn U.N. Hey, Jared, what's up? Well, my company gave me this Pride t-shirt. They say I gotta wear it to celebrate the LGBTQ. That's not really my thing, and, well, I sure as hell don't want to promote it. Yeah, I can understand that. What are you gonna do? I don't know. I'm just tired of all this woke bullshit. I mean, I've worked 20 years for this company. Well, they've been great until they started all this crap. I just want a job where I'm not forced to support all this nonsense. Yeah, I hear you. I'm Andrew Krabschett, CEO of RedBalloon.Work, America's woke-free job board. We connect good employees with great companies without all that woke bullshit. So if you're an employee who's tired of all the nonsense, then put your resume on Red Balloon. And if you're an employer looking for hardworking, reliable job seekers, then post your open jobs at RedBalloon.Work. I'm Andrew Krabschett. Wait, no, it's okay, guys. That's just my last name. I'm Andrew Krabschett's from RedBalloon.Work. Check us out today. Hello, this is Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations, the world's largest homeschooling classical community. And we are on with Tim Tapp, and we are going to tap into the truth. These rich men know the rich men. Lord knows they all just want to have total control. Want to know what you think. Want to know what you do. And they don't think you know, but I know that you do. You know, one of the ways that those rich men north of Richmond want to keep you down by controlling the economy. And 
by controlling the overall value of the dollar and how you can spend it with the coming digital dollar, that's very much in their mind too. But you know how you can push back against that? How you can have a hedge against inflation? How you can be prepared to have something that's tangible and real, that's outside of the banking system so that they can't easily and readily control it. That in fact gains more value generally speaking, when the dollar itself is endangered and devalued and inflated. Well, I tell you what, you can call my friends over at Harvard Gold Group, and they can tell you exactly what you need to be able to do to give yourself that little bit of a hedge, that little bit of extra protection. We're talking about the five-star ratings across the board from the Better Business Bureau company, the premier conservative gold company, the gold company that I buy from. They can explain to you how if you've been thinking about adding gold or silver uh, the, to your portfolio, the, the, how you can go about doing that, the easiest, the safest, and the most economical. If you need an explanation to help you understand how physical gold can diversify and protect your hard-earned wealth, all you have to do is give them a phone call. You can call, you can talk to them, you can get their free investor's guide. I, I just, I can't speak highly enough about Harvard Gold Group, but don't take my word for it. Give them that call, get their free investor's guide, because whether you want to protect your retirement accounts or you just want to have gold in hand, call Harvard Gold Group right now at 844-977-GOLD. That's 844-977-4653. Or you can visit them online at harvardgoldgroup.com. And they'll give you the skinny on all of it. Be sure to mention T-A-P-P, -P, that promo code T-A-P-P, -P. mention TAP, mention TAP into the truth. Let them know I'm the one who sent you, and that will qualify you for an additional $250 in promotional gold or silver free with a qualifying purchase on top of any other promotional items that you have going on. And with their low price guarantee and their uh, easy-to-buy, easy-to-sell action, they do offer free promotional gold and silver up to $15,000, depending on, again, that qualifying purchase. So just don't hesitate. Don't hold back. Give them a call right now. One more time, that's 844-977-GOLD, 844-977-4653. Use promo code TAPP, T-A-P-P. Let them know I sent you. Or give them that visit at harvardgoldgroup.com. Either way, it's a win-win for you. Uh, there's nothing, nothing that you shouldn't be doing right now as far as coming to protecting your wealth. The government's not going to do it for you. That's for sure. Okay, so uh, we're still talking here in the first hour about some of the conservative culture war victories. And ever so often, you can get a culture war victory based on bad policy from them. They've been really good at hiding bad policy for a long time. Real good about pretending how it's the humanitarian thing to do or how it's the compassionate thing to do. Get you all up in your emotions to the point that you're not looking at the cold, hard facts of the situation and ignoring the fact that there are a lot of emotional arguments to the contrary as well. One of those places that I've been preaching for a long time that it is actually the opposite. 
opposite of compassion has been our southern border policy. The southern border policy has been absolutely insane. Since Barack Obama was in office, they opened the gates up. We started seeing these caravans. When Donald Trump took office, suddenly we had illegals that were self-deporting. We saw the caravans much less frequently, and we saw them stop getting free access. The state of Mexico policy worked very well. It started slowing down all these insane invasionary tactics that we've been seeing. But as soon as Biden was sworn into office, we saw the same thing that we had under Obama, only on steroids, only times 10. Well, now finally, the crisis on the southern border, while it is, as I pointed out, nothing at all new, it has been escalating. It's been escalating for decades, actually, but it has certainly accelerated under the current administration. November alone saw nearly a quarter of a million encounters on the southern border, the highest November on record. Customs and Border Protection reported 270,000 encounters in September, the highest number of monthly encounters ever reported. There have been over 7 million encounters on the southern border since fiscal year 2021, and the number of gotaways totals at least 1.4 million since Biden took office. We're talking about population numbers that are in excess of 15 of our states. You want to tell me that's not a significant amount? Now, polling for Biden on the issue of illegal immigration has been negative for quite a while. But that reached a dismal 62% disapproval rating now at least according to a poll released by Fox News back in June. Republicans have hammered Biden and Democrats for years over the border crisis, but now some Democrats are beginning to join the course. Some Democrats, particularly notable Democratic mayors in certain safe haven blue districts and certain sanctuary cities, have finally started singing the praise of at least some level of what's what's a good term here i guess uh some level of conservatism as far as who we allow across the southern border and at least the numbers we're allowing then new backlash from democrats largely stem from the efforts of some republican governors not not anything to do with the residents of their cities, but because of what happened when places that have been taking the brunt of the illegal intake for decades finally started sharing that, finally started pointing to the fact that, hey guys, you want a virtue signal that you're a sanctuary city? Here, put your actual virtue to the test. Let's give you a taste of it. Of course, we're talking about Governor Abbott of Texas, Ron DeSantis of Florida. These guys, along with a few others, they started transporting illegal migrants by bus or plane to sanctuary cities further from the southern border. New York City Mayor Eric Adams has been one of the most vocal about the ongoing illegal immigration crisis and its effects on his city. During a town hall meeting back in September, he said, quote, I don't see an ending to this. This issue will destroy New York City. 
destroyed New York City. We're getting 10,000 migrants a month. It's going to come to your neighborhoods. All of us are going to be impacted by this. I said it last year when we had 15,000. I'm telling you now, with 110,000, the city we knew we're about to lose. During a press conference back in October, Adams once again took the microphone and he was warning that the number of immigrants flooding into major cities is not sustainable. And he pointed out that mayors across the country we're also struggling to deal with this very issue. Quoting again, these mayors, my colleagues across America, are doing the best they can, but it's clear that all of these cities are overwhelmed. And the usual ultra-liberal citizens of New York City are largely in agreement with their mayor. In agreement that the crisis is, in fact, a major threat to the city itself. A Quinnipiac poll from early December found that 85% of New York City voters are concerned that the city won't be able to handle the illegal migrant surge, while 85% agree with Adams' sentiment that the crisis will, in fact, destroy the Big Apple. They're using that word. Meanwhile, Chicago Mayor Brendan Johnson and Los Angeles Mayor Karen Bass have both criticized Republicans transporting illegal migrants to major cities, with Johnson calling it reckless, and Bass saying she's fearful that any day planes could start coming to her city. Again, I'll remind you, these are supposed to be sanctuary cities. I'll also point out, as we have discussed multiple times here, that the Biden administration at the federal level have been also flying and busting a large number of these illegal migrants to various destinations within the country, but typically they're sending them to areas that tend to vote red instead of the blue sanctuary cities. They've been forcing them to take it on the chin, trying to dilute the populations, trying to, in an effort to turn red territories blue for voting purposes. They want to win. Uh, the whole Biden uh, administration's practice when it comes to this dilution is fine. If you won't vote us into power, we'll replace you with people who will. But I digress. Sanctuary City. Ooh, I'm scared one day these planes will start coming to my city. In late October... Adams, Bass, Johnson, Houston Mayor Sylvester Turner, Denver Mayor Mike Johnston. They all got together. They sent a letter to Biden demanding more aid to deal with illegal migrants in their cities, as well as a meeting with the president to discuss potential solutions. Now, I find it interesting, and I'm quick to point out, as I did when this letter first became a hot talking point, they're demanding more aid. They're demanding more taxpayer dollars. They're not demanding a existential change, a realistic change, a meaningful change in the actual immigration policies that they've implemented, it, that actually most of which are still actively in violation of current immigration law. 
Somehow along the lines, the Democrats have managed to convince the entire country that because they're responsible for upholding the law, they get the right to pick and choose which ones they want to uphold. They can ignore the ones that they don't want to uh, to enforce. That's not how that's supposed to work, boys and girls. One day, the Democrats are going to figure that out. But they were demanding more money, not solutions. The pressure being put on Joseph Biden, Robinette Jr., by these mayors, well, it does represent what very well could be the first step to more assertive demands to help alleviate the crisis, especially as the professed unlimited generosity of sanctuary cities begins to rub against the cold reality of city budgetary limitations. A major cultural shift in 2023? I think so. All of these different uh, situations that I've described so far, do they amount to a major cultural shift for the entire country? I hope so. They clearly have generally benefited conservatives, but the long-term consequences of those shifts, well, they're still dependent on us, boys and girls. They're still dependent on you and you over there and you in the corner back there that's just listening and kind of shrugging, wondering what a conservative like you can do to help change the current situation that we're facing. Simple. Stay resolute. We must be resolute to follow through on all of these cultural changes. The message has been noticed, but it has not yet been convinced, not convincing enough to the right people. It has been said that politics is downstream from culture. In fact, I said that earlier during this extended segment. If that's true, the cultural shifts of 2023 may bear political fruit for conservatives in the coming years, but yes, no, maybe still only matters when it comes to one set of circumstances, and that is do we can maintain? Do we continue? Do we do the things that we need to do in order to make them bear that fruit? We can't sit back and just ignore the set of circumstances. And we can't sit back on our laurels saying, hey, high five, let's go have a, an Einstock beer. Einstock, great beer, by the way. But don't just sit back, take, drink a beer and think we've won the war. We've won a few skirmishes here. And those are just skirmishes, especially in the minds of the leftists who have been trying very patiently to use incrementalism, who now believe that they're past the point of incrementalism, to destroy our republic. They think they've accomplished their goal, and now they believe they're just trying to stomp out the last little bits of resistance. They're trying to stomp out you and me, the conservatives, the Christians, the actual Christians that are living the faith, not just showing up when the doors are open and putting on a good show. We're not talking religion. We're talking faith. We're not talking uh, church attenders. We're talking Christians who live the faith. 
those are the folks that they're targeting. If you just show up and you're attending a church where they're flying the pride flag and, and pretending like it's okay and that it falls somewhere within the gospel, then you're not living your faith. And I'm not here to challenge you at this moment in time, although conservatives should be challenged by voices like mine, not me. I'm not in the position to challenge you, but if you're listening and you haven't been living up to it, then maybe you'll feel motivated. I don't have the right to call out anyone in particular any more than anyone else has the right to express their views, their opinions, and thank God we still have that right, at least for now. But if we don't take that stand, it won't be long before they will take it from us and those few among us who are willing to take that fight to whatever extent is required will be the only ones left standing. And if we are standing alone, we will fall. That's how tyranny works. And if you think we're not already in a police state, if you think that our republic isn't currently on life support, barely hanging on, nearly to the point of not being savable, of not being salvageable, then you're not paying attention. And I get it. If you're busy with your family, you're busy trying to raise up children, you don't want to get involved with this fight, or you think it's just never going to go that far, or you've seen some of these positive movements that I've talked about so far in this first hour, and you take that as a sign that we're finally winning, I understand your thought process there too. But again, when it comes to winning a war, whether it's an ideological one or an actual, hey, we're over in Ukraine trying to fight Russia kind of war, winning a few skirmishes here or there is a long way off from winning the war. Now is the time to pull together because now is the time when the shots have been fired across the bow. Now is the time when they've come to realize that there are still more of us and that we are, in fact, willing to stand up, that we are willing to fight for our country, mostly because what we want to turn over to our children and our grandchildren is that same liberty that we were promised by the founders of this nation and the framers of the Constitution, the same liberty that they set into motion when they forged the Constitution in the first place and gave us, at the very least, a fighting chance to have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Let's reset the hour. When we come back, we'll jump into some current news stories that fall exactly into what I'm talking about. like a thousand years since we had real fears but the old ones won't forget these broken levee walls had a few close calls but they haven't fallen yet and you know the rain's coming the rain's coming all your days and all your nights it brings a storm on you When the sun beats down And it bakes the ground And you watch the rich land die 
such a vicious drought Even hopes in doubt But there are no clouds in the sky But you know the rain's coming The rain's coming All your days and all your nights It brings a storm on you When you feel the first drop fall When it kisses your skin The storm will begin To bring with it promise of change When you Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for staying with me as we now dive headlong into hour number two. Of course, always glad to hear the Colonel. Happy to have the Colonel on with us as he was just before Christmas. Uh, if you missed that broadcast, please feel free to dive into the archives and take a listen. It was our last broadcast before Christmas, and uh, we were discussing with the Colonel um so the potential loneliness that our men and women face, uh, men and women in uniform, when they're on deployment during uh, the holidays, particularly Christmas. Before we get to our next topic, though, I still have to ask you, in all sincerity, when things go sideways, and we know they're going to, will you be prepared? Do you have a family member or a good friend that you care a lot about? Who will not be prepared? A lot of people out there right now, you're concerned that you might have to go a long time without electricity or even food. Disruptions in the supply chain, uh, 
terrorist attacks that involved EMPs. Look, these things are realistic concerns. They're not just tinfoil hat territory anymore, although I got to tell you, nothing wrong with having a few tinfoil hats. I've got a few of my own. In fact, I've had to upgrade a few of them and interweave them together and demand somebody explain to me why my tinfoil hat seems to have been the right path to go, while the people that told me it was all conspiracy theory are the ones that have egg on their face now. Doesn't matter. One of the reasons why I've been trying to introduce you, the listeners of the show, and anybody that'll listen, because I put it out on social media as well, I'm trying to introduce you guys to Four Patriots, is because they have the preparedness products that you can use right now and that can literally save your life, depending on the situation. Whether you're needing to keep your lights turned on or your TV going or keep medical equipment operational or just make sure that your fridge is still running when the power goes down. They've got you covered with their series of different uh, generators, uh, which all have solar capabilities. Uh, Some of the bigger ones, the better ones, the ones that can run the fridge for hours. The Patriot Power Generator 2000X is a great example. Maybe you're more worried about the food. So you can go pick up one of the Four Patriots best-selling survival food kits. Delicious tasting and designed to last for up to 25 years. And if the power is out and you didn't pick up that power generator yet, no worries as far as getting your food situated. Because just boil some water over a fire, simmer the food, and serve. You'll enjoy a hot meal. You'll stay safe. Don't just survive thrive. That's one of my mottos. I hope that you'll uh, join me with that. Look, guys, I had the folks over at 4Patriots set up a special page just for you, the listeners of this show. It's 4Patriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. The reason so that you guys, people that listen to this show, can see this week's discounts and deals going on over at 4Patriots. And you need to go check them out before those deals go away. So, quickest way, go to the number four patriots, or patriots.com, backslash T-A-P-P. But you do need to hurry, because if you check the deals last week, maybe a whole new set of deals this week. Now, sometimes it'll stay the same for a few weeks in a row. That just means you've got a great opportunity to take advantage. They do still tend to change quickly. Save more. Get peace of mind. Go to 4Patriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. What are you waiting for, boys and girls? What are you waiting for? All right, so we're at hour number one, and we've been talking about the culture war and several of the victories that conservatives actually got uh, this year back in the first hour. Now let's take a look at where we're fighting the culture war in the courts. And right now... We're still not quite winning, but the fact that we're even getting them into the courts is a victory. The fact that we're still fighting and trying to get them back in courts, the fact that laws are being passed that are having to be blocked in court means we're still moving in the right direction again, winning the skirmish, not winning the war. Here's a story of winning one skirmish, getting a law passed, and then losing the next skirmish, having a judge block the law. Right now, we're talking about a federal law, uh, a federal judge, I'm sorry, a federal judge in Iowa this past Friday blocked a law intended to keep sexually explicit books out of schools 
and prevent elementary school students from being taught gender ideology in the classrooms. Iowa, state level, their legislator passed a law that says in our schools, this is not going to happen. We're going to keep the smutty books out of the school libraries, and we're not going to let elementary schools teach any of this gender theory. Sounds like a no-brainer, right? Sounds like you're trying to protect the students there from any form of child abuse and negative indoctrination before they even hit puberty. Sounds like a good idea to me, but you know what? I don't sit in a courtroom wearing the robes, so I don't get to decide for any of you what happens once a law is challenged and it's in court. However, Judge Stephen Locker, appointed by Joe Biden... He came out with a decision that an Iowa law approved by the Republican governor, Kim Reynolds, earlier this year was, quote, unreasonable and puritanical. The judge did allow a provision in the law that required schools to tell parents if a child was using pronouns different to the child's biological sex. He left that in place. Yeah, schools, you probably should tell the parents that. Well, thank you, Your Honor. Thank you uh, for having at least that much uh, common sense, for respect for parental rights at the very least, I suppose. But at what point do you think it's unreasonable to keep smutty, pornographical books out of school libraries? Anyway, I digress. Back to the quote from the Honorable Losher. It requires the wholesale removal of every book containing a description or visual depiction of a sex act, regardless of context. The underlying message is that there is no redeeming value to any such book, even if it is work of even if it is a work of history, self-help guide, award-winning novel, or other piece of serious literature. In effect, the legislature has imposed a pall of orthodoxy over the school's libraries. A puritanical pall of orthodoxy. Mentioning the Puritans, okay, a, a group of religious fanatics according to the left, uh, which anybody who actually lives their faith is a religious fanatic, according to the left, which makes it really weird that they still seem to support certain groups of religious fanatics. But I'll digress from that point and stand here and say, excuse me, what does a redeeming value have to do with its appearance in a school, an elementary school library? Why should there be a depiction of a sex act? What level of context can possibly make the depiction of the sex act okay? The underlying message is that there's no redeeming value to any such book, even if the work, if it's a work of history. Okay, what do you define as being a work of history? Because something tells me you guys are going to say, well, the first black queer author, the first female black queer author, of a book that was published that sold more than 12 copies, bam, it's historic. 
Is that a work of history? Self-help guide? I, why, why are we talking about self-help guides in middle school, in elementary school libraries? At what level of self-help should... I, I'm sorry, an award-winning... Okay, which awards are we talking about there, Your Honor? Because if you're talking about LGBTQ representational awards then that's a pretty low bar to set as well. I mean, honestly, what are we really discussing? You're establishing a very low bar to establish any merit or value that should be considered for disqualification for your ban. But let's forget about that rather low bar they're trying to establish at the moment and uh, look a little more at the story. Uh, evidently, in response to the decision from the federal judge, uh, Governor Reynolds said that she was disappointed and that children should not be exposed to sexual content and radical gender theory. Sounds like common sense, right? It's what you would expect any conservative governor to say or do. Uh, we'll come back around to that especially involving a certain Republican governor in the state of Ohio here in just a minute. But, quoting here, Instruction on gender identity and sexual orientation has no place in kindergarten through sixth grade classrooms. And there should be no question that books containing sexually explicit content as clearly defined in Iowa law, do not belong in a school library for children. The fact that we're even arguing these issues is ridiculous. The real debate should be about why society is so intent on over-sexualizing our young children. It's wrong, and I will continue to do my part to protect their innocence. Well, congratulations, Governor. I mean, Governor Reynolds is sane and doing the right thing here, right? Sounds correct to me. I'm on board. Hat tip when the right. I would love to see more. At least at the state level, we are, I think, seeing more action than what we're seeing at the federal level. We certainly can't count on Republicans at the federal level to stand by the principles. They certainly don't seem to be in any big hurry to do so. Feels to me as if we're seen a, a large number of conservatives at the federal level just ignoring the fact that they do have that same responsibility. Oh no, let's sit back and see what the courts have to say. Maybe you should give, I don't know, some legal bias, some legal uh, instruction by virtue of passing a new law for the judges to have to follow. Uh, that's the way it's supposed to work. Is this in violation of the state constitution? Well, if it is, then the state judges have the room to say, no, this law doesn't, doesn't apply, and you can battle that out. If it does fit at the state level, then you can take it to the federal, which is what seems to be happening here, because the state courts in Iowa seem to think that this is completely legitimate. 
the state is where most of this should be getting handled. This isn't a federal issue. So why has it become one? Why are we seeing a federal judge appointed by one Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., who's clearly on board with the sexualization, indoctrinization, and all the gender theory being forced on kindergartners, as you can imagine, it certainly seems as if he's more than happy to push and promote this. The law, Senate File 496, was challenged by a coalition including publisher Penguin Random House, as well as authors John Green and Jody uh, Picoult, I believe is the pronunciation for Jody. Anyway, the reason Penguin Random House, uh, with two authors that are heavily published by them, pushed this is because these are their books that are going to be removed from the libraries should this have been allowed to stand. This are people that are peddling the smut and seem perfectly content now that all of the adults and all of the late teens and everyone else has already been exposed to it. Now they're intent on forcing this upon children. Why? Because by the time these children get to high school, these authors and this publishing house will have brand new smut to try to peddle. And it's a cushy little gig, an easy contract to fill when you're supplying school libraries. This idea In addition to requiring parental notification if a child claims to be transgender, the law also aimed to get gender ideology out of the classroom for those in kindergarten through sixth grade. This law was designed to keep these images, regardless of what type of sexual act we're talking about, even heterosexual sex falls under this category, there should not be descriptions or depictions of this activity in your elementary school libraries. That, that's not a difficult concept. There shouldn't have to be a law to stop it. But because there wasn't a law to stop it, Iowa passed a law to stop it, and now a federal judge says, no, no, it's too broad uh, to pretend there's no redeeming value. Show me the redeeming value that a kindergartner through sixth grader should have to worry about. Show me. Otherwise, all you're doing is exposing them to sexual identities and sexual ideas that are deviant and will be destructive to them in their lives. It's glorifies it. It pretends as if it's something they should be engaging with, no matter how they feel about it in the moment. And again, kindergarten? Hello? I mean, once you get to sixth grade, you're just now expecting to start puberty. Uh, still early for that kind of material to be coming across your desk. Quoting here from the law. A school district shall not provide any program, curriculum, test, survey, questionnaire, promotion, or instruction relating to gender identity or sexual orientation to students in kindergarten through sixth grade. That's pretty clear cut. 
pretty obvious. The only thing this guy left in place in his ruling, as far as his law is concerned, is you got to tell the parents that they're using a different pronoun. And to be honest, at this point, if he's got a problem with the school districts not teaching gender theory to kindergarten through sixth grade, I'm surprised he was still willing to acknowledge that parents have some say-so in the matter, that parents should be informed, that they should be aware of what's happening in the schoolhouse when it comes to this ideology uh, manifesting itself. Now, Mike... Bernackett, president of the Iowa State Education Association, and Mike, if I mispronounced your last name, I apologize. Mike supported the decision from the judge, saying, quote, when education professionals return to work next week, they can do what they do best, take great care of all their students without fear of reprisal. Excuse me, Mike, while I apologize if I butchered your last name, I have to question the sanity of that statement. What do you mean exactly by taking great care of their students if part of that is having the sexually explicit material available, possibly assigned as reading assignments from the school library? How is that taking great care of students that are prepubescent, have No reason, no rationale whatsoever why these educators should be educating children of that age on the topic. How is that? I mean, I get your point. You're you're the president of the State Education Association for Iowa. Obviously, you're going to back the ridiculousness that's already been perpetrated because there may be some people holding positions as educators or administrators in the school systems that may have some explaining to do when it comes to what they've already promoted and provided and pushed forward and shoved down the throats of these children. So naturally, you're going to pretend like this is some big win. Now, Iowa Attorney General Brenna Bird promised to keep fighting. Made that promise in a statement about the decision from the Honorable Judge, saying, quote, I am deeply disappointed in the district court's decision. Sexuality and sexually explicit books do not belong in our elementary school libraries or classrooms. Not only is it common sense, It's the law. As Attorney General, I will keep on fighting to protect families, enforce the law, and keep inappropriate books out of the hands of children in school. In recent years, gender ideology has crept into schools across the country, even in very conservative areas. This, of course, has prompted parents to push for more oversight and accountability for teachers. It's led to parents showing up at school board meetings. It's led to school board presidents and superintendents of school systems writing open letters to the DOJ under the Biden administration, asking them to open up files and look at parents as being potentially domestic terrorists. It's led to the left pushing back because they know. They can't afford for you to find out exactly what it is that they've been up to. 
You should be deeply concerned by this. If you're not, you either don't have children of your own, or you should reevaluate exactly when it was that you were indoctrinated, because this is not about tolerance. This is about confusion. It's not about trying to teach somebody the value of uh, understanding that different people live differently and believe differently. This is about forcing sexuality on children who've not yet reached puberty, have not yet begun to create their own sexual identity, to normalize in the minds of children sexual activity as being something that can be openly experienced and exercised and perpetrated upon children of the age in which they are, and that there's nothing uh, questionable or different about it. Plain and simple term they don't want us to use, a term that they hate us to use, it's grooming. Pretty simple. All right, well, after talking about grooming and professional behavior, I almost hate to remind you about our friends over at Vanish because someone, I'm sure, somewhere will misconstrue this as taking matters into your own hands. Now, I recommend you take matters into your own hands when it comes to protecting yourself and your family. I do. But against violent criminal activity that's being directly perpetrated against you, anything else you should let our system work. And if it's not working, then peacefully work to correct the situation. But we're about to take the mid-hour break, and as such, I do need to remind you about the ultra-comfortable holsters that you can actually get at a discount by going to www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. You can get that discounted rate for this the most comfortable holster you're going to find. I mean, bar none. It is. I, you can say what you want to about it. Nobody has commented negatively. Even the folks that have went after them. Some of their competitors are out there trying to scam and talk down. But even they don't actually have the ridiculous nerve to, to challenge the comfort level of Vanish. They are the most comfortable holster, period. After all, that's why they're called Vanish Holsters. Look, I, I promise you, you're going to love the holster more than any other one that you own. And the reason why is because you can carry almost any gun that you own in absolute comfort. The holster fits 99% of all semi-automatic handguns. It works without a tactical belt. It lets you carry in multiple positions, and it lets you conceal two fully loaded magazines. It, there's not much more you can ask for from a holster. But there is more, because the best part is that it comes with a money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it as much as I think you will, you can get all your money back with their hassle-free return policy. Uh, one that makes it a breeze to use if you're not happy. And, you know, again, look around. If you watch the news just one day a week, you already know what's going on out there. Criminals are more emboldened than ever. The threat of terrorism on American soil is looming larger than it has in decades. Just don't make the mistake of not being prepared just because... Your holster is uncomfortable. 
Go to www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P right now so that you can have a holster that makes it a pleasure to carry all day, every day. You can't go wrong with it. Trust me on this. Do what makes the most sense. Have a vanish holster. This is Tim Tapp wishing you and yours a very happy New Year. We wish you the merriest, the merriest, the merriest, yes, the merriest. We wish you the merriest, the merriest, the merriest, you cheer. We wish you the happiest, the happiest, the happiest, yes, the happiest. We wish you the happiest, the happiest, the happiest New Year. May your tree be filled with happiness, happiness and friendliness for all. May your heart be filled with cheerfulness, happiness and cheerfulness for all. We wish you the happiest, the happiest, happiest, yes, the happiest. We wish you the merriest, the merriest, the merriest. You'll cheer and the happiest. According to reports, the mounted Israeli IDF is kicking dragons big time in the war against Hamas. But are they really? Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. Just days ago, the IDF spokesman released to the foreign media a recording of a conversation in Arabic between an IDF official and a resident of Gaza regarding aid entering into the Gaza Strip through the Rafah crossing. In the conversation, the resident clarifies that Hamas has a hand in everything. Hamas completely controls the aid administered by the United Nations Refugee Agency. The friendly officer asks Gazati, didn't you try to talk to the United Nations Refugee Agency people about Hamas taking over the aid? Then 90 seconds into the recording, Gazati says a key phrase that should get every decent person's individual attention in Israel and abroad. Yes, sir, the agency employees are Hamas, sir. The United Nations Refugee Agency employees are Hamas. Dear listener, Please try your best to convince me that the Biden regime is not aware that billions of our tax dollars are going directly to Hamas. I'm Ron Edwards. Join me live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern, to find out where. Go to theronedwards.com. Second Skull is a protective headgear company with a patented line of impact-reducing products. At Second Skull, we focus on head protection as our only priority so that we can be the absolute best at it. With an estimated 2.8 million Americans sustaining a traumatic brain injury each year and a half a million children being treated in the ER each year for a head injury, there have been recent declines in athletic participation levels. We believe that concerns and fears of head injuries are factors contributing to these declines in activity levels. Second Skull has protection for every sport and for every athlete. Our product line of thin, lightweight, breathable, and practical solutions are each tested at independent and accredited laboratories. These products are patented and proven. 
constitutional grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, constitutional grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to BlueEdgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the constitutional grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE10 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember, Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hello, my name is Tyler Boone, singer-songwriter and founder of the award-winning Homegrown Boone's Bourbon label out of Charleston, South Carolina. In just four years, Boone's Bourbon has been awarded some incredible awards, such as the Platinum Los Angeles, Double Gold New York, Gold Las Vegas, Silver Denver, and also named Top Six in the World in Forbes. While also being featured in Rolling Stone magazine, Billboard magazine, American Songwriter, and we're also now available in 24 states all across the country. So Boone's Bourbon is a high-proof, cash-strength bourbon at 117 proof. We are 75 corn, 21 rye, 4 barley, and at our price point, we're beating the competition at $40 in the retail stores. Boone's Bourbon is a family-owned business out of Charleston, South Carolina with my father, Mick Boone. Cheers, and we hope to see you soon. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code TAPP. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow... Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. And I won't be ruled by the damn U.N. Hey, Jared, what's up? Well, my company gave me this Pride T-shirt. They say I got to wear it to celebrate the LGBTQ. That's not really my thing, and, well, I sure as hell don't want to promote it. Yeah, I can understand that. What are you going to do? I don't know. I'm just tired of all this woke bullshit. I mean, I've worked 20 years for this company. Well, they've been great until they started all this crap. I just want a job where I'm not forced to support all this nonsense. Yep, I hear you. I'm Andrew Krabschett, CEO of RedBalloon.Work, America's woke-free job board. We connect good employees with great companies without all that woke bullshit. So if you're an employee who's tired of all the nonsense, then put your resume on Red Balloon. And if you're an employer looking for hardworking, reliable job seekers, then post your open jobs at RedBalloon.Work. I'm Andrew Krabschett. Wait, no, it's okay, guys. That's just my last name. I'm Andrew Krabschett from RedBalloon.Work. Check us out today. Hey, y'all, this is Derek Johnson. 
You can find me at DerekJohnsonCountry.com. And you're listening to Tim Tap and Tapping Through the Truth. She's hair pulled back in a camo cap with a catfish on the line. She's an evening gown, night on the town, candlelight and wine. She's shy, she's bold, she's like a nice cold fireball whiskey shot. She's a big high five on the 50-yard line. She's a real cool kind of hot. With her long hair's blowing out a roll-down window, my old truck shines like a brand-new limo. I'm the guy with the big old smile and all the selfie shots. She's like an August day when you're bailing hay and that lemonade hits the spot. She's fun and free and lets me be me. She's a real cool kind of hot. Yeah, real cool kind of hot. Silver and gold, silver and gold Everyone wishes for silver and gold Hey, you know what? You don't have to wish for silver and gold. You can have some. And you could probably not do any better at all in acquiring silver and gold than by calling my gold company. The folks that I trust, Harvard Gold Group. That's right. We're talking about five-star ratings across the board from the Better Business Bureau. We're talking about the easy-to-buy, easy-to-sell, low-price guarantee, and up to $15,000 worth of free promotional gold and silver with qualifying purchases. It doesn't matter if you're looking to protect your retirement accounts or if you just want to have gold in hand. Call them right now for their free investor's guide. They can help walk you through it. Uh, at the very least, it's worth finding out what is involved with qualifying to pick up on that free promotional gold and silver. Uh, all you have to do, give them a call at 844-977-GOLD. That's 844-977-4653. Or you can visit them online at harvardgoldgroup.com. Either way, make sure you use the promo code or mention promo code TAP. That's T-A-P-P. That will entitle you to an additional $250 in promotional gold and silver with a qualifying purchase, of course. And that's on top of any other promotions you might be able to take advantage of. So again, need a hedge against inflation? Need a protection against the struggles of the digital dollar? Well, gold and silver both come in pretty handy when it comes to that. So give them a call. Trust me, these guys are great. They are the premier conservative gold company. One more time, that number is 844-977-GOLD. That's 844-977-4653. Or stop by the website, harvardgoldgroup.com. Either way, with the potential of financial crisis still on the horizon, it's a good place to go, a good place you know, protect yourself from the loss of the value of the dollar. All right. Now, first half of this hour, we were talking about how a federal judge has intervened in a law that's designed to protect children from the machinations, indoctrinations, and grooming of leftist gender ideology. 
Now we have to spend a little bit of time talking about how a Republican governor actually raised eyebrows when he vetoed House Bill 68 this past Friday in Ohio. Of course, we're talking about Governor Mike DeWine. Now, the bill in question that had been passed, that had come to his desk for signature in order to become law in Ohio, it would have prevented biological males from participating in women's athletics and would have barred doctors from prescribing puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones to children, not to adults, but to children. Critics, of course, at the time, like myself, when I saw this, questioned whether the campaign donations may have been behind an 11th hour veto. Again, this is a bill that he seemed to have been in support of at the time that it was uh, first being debated and written and then eventually passed. A bill that he didn't comment too much on afterwards, however, until his 11th hour decision that somehow this interfered with parental rights. Ah, why, why should we, the state, get between uh, these children's parents and their medical providers? That, that's just it's too much for us. Now, he never addressed the biological men and women's sports bit during his statement in trying to defend his decision to veto it. It was all about parental rights, which seems a convenient talking point. It seems a great place to hide and be behind, but it just doesn't feel honest. So, what about the possibility that dollar signs were behind this 11th hour change? Well, according to a brand new report that was published uh, on the uh, Daily Caller News Foundation, <clears throat> Between the years of 2018 and 2023, DeWine has in fact received some $40,000 in campaign donations from several children's hospitals and organizations that support access to transgender medical treatment for minors. So 40,000 smackaroonies mean some influence? You'll have to decide whether or not this is enough reason to at least question the governor about it. The donations in question reportedly came from the Ohio Children's Hospital Association. $20,000 from Cincinnati Children's Hospital, $300 at Nationwide Children's Hospital, $10,000 from ProMedica Children's Hospital, $10,000 there. So you got it? Ohio's Children's Hospital Association, 20,000. Cincinnati's Children's Hospital, 300. Not a very big one, but still part of the deal here. Nationwide Children's Hospital, 10,000. ProMedica Children's Hospital, $10,000. That's a lot of money, guys. I mean, maybe not to these people anymore because they're so used to throwing around these big budgets and being bribed by people with deep pockets, but... Oh, $40,000 to me, I could go off the grid for a while. You know, I wouldn't need to do anything but uh, except still get behind the microphone and broadcast because this is part of my therapy for why I don't just explode from the anger of seeing all this insanity going on. Anyway, at least one of the hospitals, Cincinnati's Children's, has a transgender health center 
that accepts patients as young as five years old and does not list an age limit for starting drugs like puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones. Now, one would assume well, that's just not necessary, but we live in a time where such assumptions often prove to be incorrect. Again, like what we were talking about in Iowa just a minute ago, they didn't have a law against certain things before because you never needed the law before. Common sense ruled the day. Now we live in the age where you have to have those laws and you have people actively trying to pretend like the laws shouldn't exist. So again, we can't make any assumptions that there is, in fact, an age limit. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me that at some point in the near future, if we don't get these people in check, that they don't start trying to apply puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones prenatally. Anyway, at least, thank God we're not there yet. But DeWine defended his veto in a press conference saying, Parents have looked me in the eye and told me, but for this treatment, their child would be dead. See, playing into the trope that suicide is going to be the result of not being gender-affirming, which is complete poppycock. First and foremost, we do have a suicide uh, endemic going on among youth that age, but it has a lot to do with the lack of feeling of self-worth the lack of feeling that they have a place where they can look and get the kind of help that they actually need, more often than not, of an emotional variety. And the reason they need so much help now is because they don't have the kind of home where they're being taught to be of character, to have strength in the face of peer pressure. These things just aren't done. In fact, there's a whole group of helicopter parents out there that have raised up a generation of children of which an expectation has never been placed, and now it's too painful, the thought of rejection, too painful, the thought of failure, to the point that they take escapism to a level of having to hide behind drugs, even drugs that they know can be deadly with one use, that often are deadly with one use. They do this in order to escape the pressures of the possibility of maybe failing. This is where we're at. This is what participation trophies and helicopter parents have brought us. We no longer teach our children to be self-sufficient, self-reliant. We no longer teach our children to understand that any level of self-esteem that is unearned is undeserved and should not be granted, let alone any esteem from an exterior source. Oh, yeah, great job for tying your shoe. 12-year-old child who's always just had Velcro shoes before then because it was too hard for the parents to teach you how to tie them. Really? And actually, if that sounds like an oddly specific example to you, it's because I know someone that fits that specific bill. Didn't learn to tie their shoes until they were 12. Anyway, using the trope of suicide will be the result if you don't affirm their gender, he jumps right in with this. These parents, they told me. Uh, were these parents collected by the children's hospitals that are performing uh, these actions of child abuse upon the children? Uh, is that where the parents were collected from? Is these the people who told you that their child would be dead? Anyway, back to the quote, just in case you haven't already heard it. 
I have also been told by those who are now grown adults that but for this care, they would have taken their life when they were teenagers. Again, I'm going to ask you, what adults are you talking to that feel this way? Because the overwhelming majority of people that actually put themselves through this have, at the very least, transitional regret. Many of them still go on to take their own lives because now they've irreparably harmed their bodies and there's no getting back from it. There's no being fully because they started while they were still young and it messed up their bodies permanently. There are adults who waited till they were well into their adulthood that underwent the transitioning process, even to a medical degree, and they often expressed regret. They often realized that this was not the appropriate way to go. So protecting children from this should be a easily observable, easily agreeable, nonpartisan issue, and yet here we are. Only conservatives seem to have the gumption and nerve to stand up and call this what it is, child abuse, and to call for efforts to protect the children from that abuse, even if it's from the parents. Munchhauser by, by proxy syndrome uh, seems to be at play here with part of the trending trans movement. Gotta have, I gotta be cool around my parents, uh, uh, the peers. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm a cool parent. And, and yes, I have a trans child. And then the competition between how gender affirming they become is, and it's still a Munchauser by proxy type of scenario. Back to DeWine's statement. The consequences of this bill could not be more profound. Ultimately, I believe this is about protecting human life. So it's not about protecting the children from the abuse. It's not about protecting the children from the medical consequences that can't be undone. To at the very least, let these people become adults first before they make decisions of such life-altering, changing consequence. No, no, no. It's all about protecting human life. Riley Gaines, former University of Kentucky championship level swimmer, face of the fight against transgender males participating in female sports, one of the first people to come out and call a spade a spade in this case, she showed up on X, formerly Twitter, saying, quote, oh, so you mean Governor DeWine has compromised, I'm sorry, was compromised by dollar signs? Shocker. They always follow the dollars. She posted that along with the link to the Daily Caller where the headline was GOP governor who vetoed trans bills receives over $40,000 from children's hospitals supporting sex change procedures. And of course, the orange man who's bad, the kicker of puppies, the eater of babies, the climate arsonist, <clears throat> he took to truth social and he spoke publicly and he called out the Ohio Republicans as a group, not just the governor, 
but the party itself, whom the governor is supposed to be a part of, saying, quote, DeWine has fallen to the radical left. No wonder he gets loudly booed in Ohio every time I introduce him at rallies. But I won't be introducing him anymore. I'm finished with this stiff, I'm pretty sure it meant stuff, but <coughs> I'm finished with the stiff. What was he thinking? The bill would have stopped child mutilation and prevented men from playing in women's sports. Legislature will hopefully overturn. Do it fast. Fast, all in caps. So the legislature, are they going to do it? We're hopeful. They certainly can. They've got the kind of majority required to override the veto. And if they don't override the veto, then we definitely need to be questioning the entirety of the GOP. So hats off, hat tip to to Donald Trump for calling out the party, knowing that the governor has already dropped the ball. See, here's the thing. As Trump very well knows, quite intimately at this point himself, we will see the same thing that we're seeing in Iowa if they do override the veto. It will become law, and as soon as it's supposed to go into effect, somebody's going to challenge it, and it's going to end up in front of a judge, probably an Obama appointee or a Clinton appointee, or at this point, there are a good number of Biden appointees in the federal judges, especially at the lower level, because they have made it a priority once they realized they saw the light speed at which Donald Trump was filling up uh, the vacancies on the courts, they realized that they needed to, to get their people back in there. They needed these leftist activists in the uh, robes put in place, and so they've done exactly that. There is a huge number of Biden-appointed judges currently operating in the federal court system. Thank God it's all lower courts, and most of them will still have a strong opportunity of being overturned when it gets appealed to higher courts, but the lawfare is the rule of the day. There's a certain level of obscenity involved here. Now, is this $40,000 the tipping point? Is this the reason? Or was there some other form of blackmail? Was there something else that pushed Governor DeWine to ignore his responsibility to protect minors, his responsibility to protect women and girls. It's absolutely absurd. The, the level that we see now, the complete and utter disregard by the political left and the people that have a D stuck at the end of their name somehow claiming all kinds of absurdities like they're still the party of women. They're protecting women. At what point are you protecting women? You're the ones that are out here saying that uh, all the best women are actually biologically male. But how dare you? Transgender women are women, except they're not. They're not. They may feel like they are. They may present like they are. A few of them might even look like they are to the point that they're going to pass the eye test. But it doesn't change the chromosomes. It doesn't change the way God made them, intended them to be. And if that is a hurtful path for some of these folks to be on, then we need to find ways to be actually supportive of these people rather than just feed into the delusion. 
We need to show them real compassion in real love and be willing to be there for them on a real honest and emotional level, not just say, oh, well, I'm an ally. Uh, let me support uh, whatever insanity needs to be supported, blah, blah, yakety smack. It's not acceptable. Ohio, you worked hard to get the GOP where they're at running the, the show. But this is the type of legislation that you elected them for. Get them on the, the, the ball here. Get them started. Get them going. Get them where they need to be. Because this ain't it. And if the party doesn't overturn it and isn't already preparing to fight in court once they do overturn that veto, then you guys need to start from scratch again. Get a whole new group that are going to be willing to go to war for this. Because if you're not willing to go to war for your children, if you're not willing to go to war to protect the most vulnerable among us, then you don't deserve to be part of the fight. You at least don't deserve to be on this side of the fight. Get your stuff together. All right, there's at least one more story that I want to get to today. And then there's a couple of things that I'm going to ask from you. But we're so close to the end of the hour, I don't have time to do justice to the story. And I may go ahead and do uh, a little more than that. So we're going to go into overtime, and if we get a full hour out of it, then hey, great. And if you hang around for the whole thing, thank you so much. But I, I'm going to do the one story, and then I have some voting I'm going to ask you to do. We do it at the end of every year. I usually get a fairly good turnout for it, but so far voting this year has been kind of sluggish. We do have finalists for some of the categories. I'm going to go over a couple of categories, and then we're going to do final tabulations around January 15th. We'll make the announcement before February as far as the winners and losers, but it's all determined by you guys. So, don't go anywhere. Hang around just a little bit longer. We'll still give the sponsors their due. They'll get some extra time here in the meanwhile. Uh, stay right where you are, and I'll be right back as we slide into overtime. Tap into the truth on New Year's Eve. This is Tim Tapp wishing you and yours a very happy new year. At the stroke of midnight on that great holiday. Gonna have a ball, and that ain't all. Gonna chase the blues away. I'll be bringing in a brand new year. Bringing in a brand new year. Gonna have a dance, take a chance of romance. While bringing in a brand new year. This is Sim Tap, the ever so humble and mostly peaceful host of Tap Into the Truth. My people of this country and we're under attack. They ban us, they cancel us for speaking the facts. If you man enough, come stand with us, take USA back. And every time we pull up, all you're gonna see is American flags. American flags. American flags. This is Kathy Barnett, the National Grassroots Director for the Vivek 2024 Presidential Campaign, and you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap into the Truth. Thunder, feel the thunder, lightning and the thunder. 
This is Stella Morabito, author of The Weaponization of Loneliness, and you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap Into the Truth. You're listening to Tap Into the Truth. Not a joke. Not a joke. And that wasn't hyperbole. I meant that. I'm not joking. No, I'm serious. This is not hyperbole. And I'm not being facetious. And I mean it. Not a joke. For real. Not a joke. I mean it. I'm being serious. I'm being serious. But all kidding aside, for real. No, I'm not joking. Not a joke. I mean it. I really mean it. I mean this. I'm not being solicitous. Not a joke. You know, the only thing that's funnier to listen to is the supercut of them talking about how they've been clear. So clear, clear, so very clear. Yes, Corinne Jean-Pierre, I haven't forgotten about how clear you've been all year long. All right, before we jump into anything uh, here in overtime, we're going to have to ask you one more time. When things go sideways, will you be prepared? Look, I can't keep telling you, and you're not checking it out. You've got to go see for yourself, okay? Worried about your power being off for a long period of time? Worried about maybe having some trouble getting some food? Then you need to get the preparedness products that you can use right now but could save your life later. That's why I keep asking you to go visit 4Patriots.com. Uh, my favorite is my Patriot Power Sidekick. It, it's awesome. I love the little thing, but it has its limits, so you need something bigger. Trust me on this. Go check out the Patriot Power Generator 2000X. It uses the endless free power of the sun to keep your lights on, keep your TV running, uh, operate your medical equipment, even run your refrigerator if that's what you needed to do. Plus, it's expandable, and it comes with that free solar panel so that you can keep charging it back up and keep running it. Uh, two really good aspects there is the fact that if you don't have another option, you don't have to worry about fumes from gas. If you've got a gas uh, generator, you know that can be an issue, especially if you don't have it hooked up yet. You can bring these generators inside if you need to. And it doesn't make a lot of noise like gas generators do. So you're not going to be attracting a whole lot of attention, especially if it gets to the point that it's unwanted. It's going to go a long way towards covering a lot of things that you needed to do. They're great. Maybe, though, you're more worried about having food to eat 
Well, guess what? That's where the Four Patriots best-selling survival food kits come in. You're talking about delicious tasting, designed to last up to 25 years. They even have kits with real meat in them. They have great desserts available. And if the power's out, no worries. Just boil some water over a fire, simmer, and serve. You'll enjoy a hot meal. You'll stay safe in a crisis. I had the folks over at Four Patriots set up a special page just for you guys, the listeners of this show. That's fourpatriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. And the reason is so that you guys can go over and see what this week's discounts and deals are before they go away. Look, you land there, it lets them know that I sent you, but it lets you see those deals up front. You can still shop the rest of the page from there. You just click some other tabs and go see everything else they got going on. It's fantastic. It's awesome. You need to take advantage of it. Just go to the number four. No, no, don't spell out four. It's the number four. Four patriots.com backslash T-A-P-P. But hurry, those deals are always changing. Keep a close eye on it. Save some money. Get some peace of mind. Go to 4patriots.com backslash T-A-P-P right now. Now, this other story that I wanted to get to today, and obviously didn't have time to sneak into just two hours, is the fact that the Republicans in the state of Maine, at least right now, are showing a little huspa. They have made moves to impeach the Secretary of State that booted Trump off of the ballot there after Colorado decided that they were going to have to let Trump back on. So a Republican state representative has actually moved to impeach Maine Secretary of State, Ms. Shana Bellows, after she announced that former President Donald John Trump, known better to the left as the orange man who's bad, the kicker of puppies, the eater of babies, the climate arsonist, that she was going to take Donald Trump and just decided of her own accord that he would be disqualified from her state's presidential primary ballot. Now, as the Secretary of State, that is a power and authority that you typically have. They oversee state's elections. Now, the determination of disqualification normally has to come through some legal action, not just deciding, oh no, well, Colorado said they would, now they're backing off. Somebody's got to do it. I'm going to be that hero of the left. State Representative John Andrews blasted Bellow's decision, saying this week that the decision was an example of raw partisanship, and that she had no authority to unilaterally remove Trump from the ballot. Bellows made her decision based on her belief that Trump violated the 14th Amendment's insurrection clause on January 6th of 2021. Again, we're seeing this insurrection language pop up. We keep having to talk about this. How do you define an insurrection? Is there a legal insurrection? How do you meet the criteria of due process uh, when you're calling someone an insurrectionist who's never been charged with insurrection, certainly never been convicted, because it's hard to be convicted if you've never been charged, when it's difficult to even establish whether or not a legal insurrection occurred at all. Because, spoiler, it didn't. 
Show me in the annals of history. I know you've probably heard this somewhere else, but I'm going to say it again because it's a really great point. Show me in the annals of history where a insurrection occurred that didn't involve being armed. Where is the unarmed insurrection? And it, show me one that's occurred. Show me one that was even attempted in the past. Well, we don't have weapons, but we're just going to show up and, and take what at occasions looked like a guided tour by the Capitol Police. Now, Tim, you're just downplaying what occurred there. But am I? We've seen the footage at this point. We know that so very little of the riotous behavior we saw took place. We've already seen all of the acts of violence, and there's still some pretty big question marks involving who actually riled those folks up. How many of these people were being influenced by confidential informants for the FBI? How many people that were there were FBI agents, uh, were agents for other government agencies? How many people were plants? that were actually entrapping or inflaming the flames. Here, let's, let's air those out. Let's make them bigger. Oh, well, gee, we can have those discussions till we're blue in the face. The left is never going to budge. But the fact that the left is all about making sure due process applies for them when they're the ones in trouble, they, they talk about how terrible it is for certain people like a certain man by the name of Bannon, just throwing that out there, how terrible it was when he ignored a subpoena from Congress. And yet we're supposed to pretend like Hunter Biden's perfectly okay to put a thumb in the eye of Congress by showing up on the Senate side, giving a press conference, and then not showing up for his subpoenaed appearance. It's all about do as I say, not as I do. It's all about... Uh, rules for thee, but not for me. It's all about, for my friends, everything. For my enemies, justice. That That's just what we're saying. Freaking banana republic police state behavior. So at what point do we stand up and say, you have to at least prove an insurrection happened before you can charge anyone with it, and then you have to at least charge them and give them their day in court before you can call them an insurrectionist. Otherwise, Trump belongs on the ballot everywhere that's legally allowed to vote in the upcoming presidential election. Period. It's just that simple. Nobody on the left wants to hear it. Some people are going to say, well, it's obvious he's an insurrectionist. Is it? I don't think it's obvious. I think it's pretty obvious that there was no insurrection. I think it's pretty obvious that the very words and verbiage that was used in public, which are the only ones that can be used to accuse him of trying to rally the troops, was in fact peacefully march and let your voices be heard peacefully and patriotically protest not riot not insurrect not go take over the building none of that was used and if you want to make the argument that somehow you know that he knew that he lost the election 
legitimately, and this was all an illicit effort to try and hold on to power, then you're going to be hard-pressed to prove anything. But you still have to prove it first before you can make the accusation in any legally binding manner. I've said it before, and I will continue to say it. I believe Donald Trump believed he won the election and that it was being stolen from him through shenanigans. Why? Because there were plenty of shenanigans to look at. There are plenty of occasions. Multiple swing states had unconstitutionally, in accordance to their own state constitutions, changed their voting laws and still allowed it. Those elections, you could make a legal argument, should never have been certified because they weren't conducted in a legal fashion. Doesn't matter what excuse you want to use. Oh, but COVID. Oh, the, the dangers. Uh, the, it doesn't matter that if we go to a complete total mail in ballot, that it's the most likely way to be corrupted. No, that doesn't matter. What matters is COVID is killing all the people. Except it wasn't, was it? Nah, not even close. COVID was overblown as a threat, continues to be overblown as a threat, and will continue to be overblown as a threat until they finally manipulate the virus to the point that it actually becomes dangerous to a majority of people. It's not to say that if you don't have certain comorbidities that your health will be at risk if you catch a bad case of COVID, but it's still no different than catching a really bad cold when you have these same comorbidities. It's no different than getting a bad flu when you have these same comorbidities. And right now, we're seeing a whole lot more harm being done thanks to overexposure to the mRNA therapeutics that are not vaccines by any reasonable medical definition of a vaccine. None of that matters, and that's not the point of the current discussion. So let me slip back up out of that rabbit hole and get back to the point of this story. Apologies for wandering aloft. Bellows calling Donald Trump an insurrectionist, saying that the 14th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution which I'm glad they're paying attention to the Constitution for change. Too bad they're misinterpreting, misreading, and hoping that the rest of America is too dumbed down to understand how they're twisting it to their agenda. Bellow says, because of this, Donald Trump's ineligible. He's not even going to be allowed on the primary ballot. Because even the Republican Party doesn't have the right to pick him as their nominee uh, if he's ineligible to be president. Well, why don't they? Show me the legal argument for that. I mean, honestly, show me the legal argument that says the Republicans can't pick somebody they know can't be president. Uh, they do it quite often, Mitt Romney. They do it. I, I would say a strong case could be made for uh, somebody like John McCain. Let's look back at some of the other winners. Bob Dole. Bob Dole. Bob Dole knows he's not going to win because he's Bob Dole. The Republican Party has a nearly a tradition of picking people that they honestly believe have no chance of becoming president. So why not one that's just flat out not qualified? I mean, it is coming, right, at some point. We're going to have Arnold Schwarzenegger on the ticket at some point in the near future. I mean, sure, I'd throw that name out there in jest, but it wouldn't surprise me at some point if they didn't try it. 
I'm the Terminator. I was the governator. Now I'll be the presentator. Why not? Why not give it a try? Because at this point, we're not taking it very seriously anyway, are we? But I digress. Quoting here, I wish to file a joint order, or whichever is the proper parliamentary mechanism under Mason's rules, to impeach Secretary of State Shana Bellows. I wish to impeach Secretary Bellows on the grounds that she is barring an American citizen and the 45th President of the United States, who is convicted of no crime or impeachment, their right to appear on a main Republican primary ballot. This, of course, coming from Representative Andrews. Donald J. Trump has met all qualifications for the March 2024 Republican presidential primary. He should be allowed on the ballot. This is raw partisanship and has no place in the offices of our state's constitutional officers. Bellows, <clears throat> a Democrat, rejected a bid by Trump's legal team to get her to recuse herself from making a ruling on his eligibility amid multiple challenges to his candidacy. Andrews said that Bellow's move was in part motivated in order to raise her ID for the Maine's governor's race in 2026, which there are certainly plenty of indications that Bellows would very much like to have higher office. She ran for a higher office previously, and failed to get enough votes to claim the office. The fact that she might be eyeing the governor's mansion at this point, well, that would certainly track. Seems like a reasonable accusation, with the understanding that it's, of course, still just an accusation, but in politics, perception is reality, right? Quoting again here, this is hyper-partisanship on full display. A Secretary of State appointed by legislative Democrats bans President Trump from the 2024 ballot so that she can jockey for position in the 2026 Democratic primary for governor? Banana Republic isn't just a store at the mall. It's a good line. It's a clever line. In fact, I've used that line myself. Maine Republicans have considered moving to a caucus system to bypass Bellow's ruling. Same thing that they were talking about in Colorado previously before Colorado backed it up. I mean, you got a lot of virtue signalers out there that want to pretend like they're doing some major big win. But at least folks in Colorado were smart enough to hit reverse before it would have ended up in court where they would have had to have presented their arguments and were very clearly, the whole 14th Amendment argument would fall apart if that falls apart this early in the process. If it falls apart at this point, this stage in the game, there would be enough people who don't understand the Constitution, because they've never bothered to read it, it's pretty easy to understand if you do, that it's complete bolus that they have tried this route. That it makes no sense. This is grade A class a bovine excrement. They know it, and they also know 
that with as many folks that typically vote Democrat catching on to their immigration policy right now being so ridiculously failure, that this too would poke a hole and they would really start to see the lengths at which they're willing to go to, knowing that something is illegal, illicit, not correct, knowing that they do in fact understand the Constitution and they're still trying to use it as a weapon in a way that just doesn't fit. You wake up to the fact that they'll do this to Trump, then you suddenly realize they'll do it to you too. And as soon as you stop being a useful idiot for them, you become a threat. A threat that needs to be dealt with. A threat that will be dealt with in the same way that whatever you allow them to do to Trump, they will do to you. So stand up. We can't let it continue. GOP Chairman Joel uh, Steckus. Again, Joel, sorry if I'm butchering your last name. But he was speaking to WGAN and said, quote, This political activism by Shana Bellows, it's not going to stand. At the party since yesterday, remember this was a few days ago, still back to the quote now. At the party since yesterday, we've been working on an appeal to the Maine Superior Court, and we're also reserving the right to return to a caucus system where Shanna Bellows will have absolutely no say in who Mainers choose for the Republican nominee for president. Now, Trump. As I've already alluded to, has faced a number of 14th Amendment challenges to his candidacies, including in states like Michigan, who just denied it, dropped it, said no, uh, this <laughs> doesn't hold water. In Minnesota, <clears throat> where efforts failed as well, in Colorado, the state Supreme Court decided to kick Trump off the ballot last week. But then as of Thursday, Trump will be allowed to appear on Colorado's 2024 primary ballot after the state's Republican Party asked the U.S. Supreme Court to overturn the ruling and disqualify him. Now, the reason they backed off is so that the Supreme Court wouldn't have a chance to pass a ruling on it. Again, like I said, too early in the game to get the final word. It's too early in the game to let these people, and by these people I mean you, the American people, find out the truth about their efforts. They can't allow it. They can't let it happen. They just can't. All right. So before I take a little break here, for the mid-hour break, I do want to remind you one more time about our friends over at Vanish Holsters. Uh, I believe... I mean, I hate to say it because it's the, literally the last day of the year. But if you do listen to this broadcast uh, before uh, <laughs> before the end of the day, before the clock strikes midnight, I think you might still have a chance to take advance, uh, advantage of their special holiday promo. And it was good until the end of this month where you could buy one of their ultra-comfortable holsters at the discounted price. And then get a second one for half off that already low discounted price. 
So I'll still mention it just in case you hear it in time. But if you wait till the 1st, the 3rd, the the 7th, if you wait until some point in 2024, it might be too late to take advantage of that promo. That's all I want to tell you. You still can get the discounted price, however, by going to www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Go there. You'll get a discount on the world's most comfortable holster. I promise you, you're going to love the holster more than any other holster you got. And the reason why is because you can use it to carry most any gun that you own in absolute comfort. It's so comfortable, you'll forget you're wearing it. That's why they call it the Vanish Holster. It fits 99% of all semi-automatic handguns. It works without a tactical belt. It lets you carry in multiple positions, and it lets you conceal two fully loaded magazines in case you made to do a quick reload. It's awesome. It works to be not only the most comfortable, but they work to save you money, too. You don't need different holsters for different size guns. You don't have to have a tactical belt that's specifically designed for them because you don't need a tactical belt. But all that is certainly awesome aspects of the Vanish holster, but it's not the best part. The best part is that it comes with a money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it as much as I think you will, you get all your money back with a hassle-free return policy. You're good to go. Don't like it? Send it back. You get your money back. It's just that easy. We know that criminals right now are more emboldened than ever. We know that the threat of terrorism occurring on American soil is looming larger than it has in decades. Don't make the mistake of not being armed just because your holster's uncomfortable. Go to www.vnsh.com backslash T-A-P-P. Go there right now so that you can have a holster that makes it a pleasure to carry all day, every day. Don't let that very good, no, terrible, no good day arrive where you're not ready to do what's necessary. All right, stay with me. We're going to take a little bit of a break. And uh, when we come back, we'll take care of some housekeeping. And then after that, if there's enough time left, uh, we may try to hit one more story. But meanwhile, don't go anywhere because I do need your help. I, I need you to do me a small favor. And that's what we're going to start with when we get back from this break. You're listening to Tap Into the Truth. Hey, Joe. They say building back better make America great. If that's a wave of the future, all I've got to say. Stick your progress where the sun don't shine. Keep your big mess away from me and mine. If you leave us alone, well, we'd all be just fine. More and more young people are suffering severe medical issues. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the original book being brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. Dr. Robert Lowry, a concussion and neurological expert, has observed a dramatic increase in the number of young adults under the age of 40 with neurological problems ranging from severe headaches, Bill's palsy, 
or strokes. Dr. Lowry also noted that all of the young patients he's encountered with those medical issues have been vaccinated with the Corona coronavirus vaccines. The doctor referred to a study published in 2021 in the Journal of Clinical Immunology on Vaccine Damage in Mexico. Researchers found that about 1% of people experienced neurological problems after the first dose of the Pfizer experimental vaccine. However, according to Dr. Lowry and others, it is most likely that at the very least, well over 10% of young people develop horrible medical conditions after obeying government and media demands to take the jab. This final note, science journalist Jennifer Margolis said that many more severe reactions in neurological and cardiac injuries occur after the second dose. (laughs) I'm Ron Edwards. Brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. When I invented my pillow, my passion was to help each and every one of you. And 20 years later, all of your support is what keeps us going. Because of you, we've been able to create thousands of USA jobs and help millions get the best sleep ever. To thank you, my employees and I are bringing you a limited edition my pillow. The Giza Elegance My Pillow is made with my patented adjustable fill, the most amazing cotton, and a two-inch pipe gusset. It has four custom loft levels, machine washable and dryable, and you get my 60-day money-back guarantee and 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code TAPP or call 1-800-659-9936. That's MyPillow.com with promo code TAPP. Use your promo code to get your limited edition 20th anniversary MyPillow queen size. Retails for $69.98, now only $19.98. That's right, get a queen size MyPillow for only $19.98. From all of us here at MyPillow... Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to BlueEdgeCoffeeCrafters.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase and to be sure to use the RE10 promo code and you will receive a 10% discount. Remember... Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Hi, this is Matt Fitzgibbons at PatriotMusic.com. If you share my passion for the simple but timeless principles that made our republic great and you like rock music, check out my five albums and videos on American history at PatriotMusic.com. You say gun control is using both hands. I've got to be free the way God made men. Hey, Jared, what's up? Well, my company gave me this Pride T-shirt. They say I got to wear it to celebrate the LGBTQ. That's not really my thing, and, well, I sure as hell don't want to promote it. Yeah, I can understand that. What are you going to do? I don't know. I'm just tired of all this woke bullshit. I mean, I've worked 20 years for this company. Well, they've been great until they started all this crap. I just want a job where I'm not forced to support all this nonsense. Yeah, I hear you. I'm Andrew Krabschett, CEO of RedBalloon.Work, America's woke-free job board. We connect good employees with great companies without all that woke bullshit. 
So if you're an employee who's tired of all the nonsense, then put your resume on Red Balloon. And if you're an employer looking for hardworking, reliable job seekers, then post your open jobs at redballoon.work. I'm Andrew Krabschett. Wait, no, it's okay, guys. That's just my last name. I'm Andrew Krabschett from redballoon.work. Check us out today. Ross Thompson with Patriot Defender. You're listening to Tim Tap on Tap Into the Truth. Sucker punch somebody on a sidewalk. Carjacking old lady at a red light. Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store. You think it's cool, act a fool if you like. Cuss out a cop, spit in his face. Stomp on the flag and light it up. Yeah, you think it's tough. Yeah, try that in a small town. That, that's some pretty good advice if you want to end up endangering yourself. We don't tolerate that kind of thing around here. That's a, a good reason why I like living in a small town, and I do. I, I live here. It's fantastic. Uh, you know, I just can't say it enough. All right. I uh, want to remind you about how to best protect your wealth, uh, whether you're looking to protect the value of your retirement accounts or if you just want to have gold in hand, you do that by diversifying. I mean, there's lots of experts out there that are warning you about potential economic crisis and with good reason. We got the Fed now talking about possibly lowering interest rates when inflation is still creeping upwards. Granted, it's slowed down a lot. But it hasn't entered the realm of deflation yet. So making that money easier to get for the institutions when the market still haven't slowed down that much and the job market hasn't improved very much, done on top of the fact that we know that the Biden administration, for as long as they're left in place, is also going to continue as much governmental spending as possible, inflation could catch fire again it could look a lot like just throwing gasoline into a fire if the feds actually follow through with that so you need a hedge against that you need protection from the upcoming digital dollar as well you need something that's always been real money that's outside of their control in fact tends to become more valuable when the dollar becomes less valuable we're of course talking about precious metals in this particular case gold and silver call my gold company, the folks that I buy from, We're talking about Harvard Gold Group, of course. They've got five-star ratings across the board from the Better Business Bureau. They make it easy to buy and easy to sell. They have a low price guarantee. They offer up to 15000 in free promotional gold and silver with a qualifying purchase. Might be worthwhile just to find out what that is because, you know, Protect yourself with gold and silver and get $15,000 worth free through promotional activity? Um, yes, please. Call for their free investor's kit. And again, that's just the starting point. And if it's not for you, these folks will tell you. That's part of what sets them apart. That's why they are the premier conservative gold company out there. They will tell you if it's not for you. 
I don't know of anybody else that isn't going to try to just make the sale, try to make the sale. They'll they'll point you in the right direction. Hey, you're not ready to do this, but maybe try this instead, even though it's not something they do. That's part of what I love about Harvard Gold Group. So again, give them a phone call at 844-977-GOLD. That's 844-977-4653. Or you can visit them online at harvardgoldgroup.com. Be sure to use promo code TAPP. Or if you're giving them the call and they ask where you heard about us, mention TAP, T-A-P-P, or just say TAP into the truth is where you heard it because that will make you eligible for an additional $250 in free gold or silver on top of any and other all promotions that you may otherwise qualify for. Now, obviously, there is still a qualifying purchase that falls with that, but we're still talking about you make a purchase and then you get free gold or silver to go along. You're not going to go wrong with it. So again, whether you want to protect your retirement or you just want to have some right there in hand delivered to you where you want it shipped, this is the way to go. 844-977-GOLD. That's 844-977-4653 or harvardgoldgroup.com. Again, don't forget to use that promo code TAPP. Don't forget. Trust me, you, you, you want it. All right. Now, I also want to mention, remind you, that if you haven't already picked up a copy of Gregory Wrightstone's brand new book yet, you need to go ahead and order it now and start off 2024 with facts that nobody else is going to tell you. The new book, A Very Convenient Warming, How Modest Warming and More CO2 Are Benefiting Humanity. Uh, it's out there available, and I do have links listed uh, in uh, previous show descriptions. I've been putting that uh, in the last few. If you are a regular listener to the podcast, in fact, I'll put a link in there for you in this one. But you also can check out my social media wherever you may follow me, uh, including over at Gab, if uh, that's where you want to go. Uh, obviously, I'm active there uh, semi-regularly. Now, I said that I had some stuff that I wanted to go over with you. First and foremost, I did want to once again go over with you the Patriots to-do list. Okay? So going into 2024, we're facing unprecedented efforts by those who would overthrow our republic and in individual liberty as we know it. We're going to need everyone who believes in liberty to stand strong together. To do that, we need to work on our Patriots to-do list. That list has four simple things as far as I'm concerned. Some folks have added to it on social media. Uh, some really great uh, additions have been added. But the, the four basics are where we start with. Number one, optimize your health. This is a fight that can take a toll on your health, so work to improve it. Lose weight, quit smoking, exercise more, sleep more, whatever it is that will help you and your current situation to keep you in the fight. Because we're going to need you. Number two, deepen your faith. The longer you're in this fight, the more it's going to take from you. And only God can grant you the strength and courage to keep you standing. Number three, reconnect with your family and friends. There will be times when you're going to feel like just giving up. 
But spending time with your family and your friends will remind you why we must never surrender. And if this applies to you, get out of debt. Now this, of course, will be a lot harder for some than others. But debt is slavery. You must claim your liberty before you can help others keep theirs. That's where we need to be. So again, follow up. Now some folks have added some other stuff like know what companies are using our money against us and take action. It's a great addition. Be ungovernable. <coughs> Excuse me. Governorable. <laughs> uh, don't let them govern you. In other words, be prepared. To, to stick it out, to have to go it alone. Be ready for them to use whatever dirty tricks they can. Uh, have your own food supplies. Have stockpiles. Be prepared to, to raise and grow your own. Be ready to protect your property as necessary. Uh, all these things are good. So be ready. Now, what do I need from you? Hmm. Well, First and foremost, I need you to vote. Some of you have already voted, and thank you for that. But what we do is we try to finalize who the finalists are, uh, category-wise, uh, which ones apply, which ones fall into it, by December 22nd. And as of the 23rd, I started putting this out here on social media. That's how I'd like for you to do it. You can, however, go to tapintothetruth.com. That's T-A-P-P, intothetruth.com. And you can scroll down to the bottom of the homepage, and you can send a message there. You can vote that way as well if you like. Got a few categories going on. Now, the finalist, we're going to start with the top shows of 2023. All right. The top five finalists are as follows. Representing me, The Mysteries of a Manhattan Indictment and Patriot Music. That's one show title, by the way. And that happens to have been the most listened to show of 2023 as of right now. Uh, however, I have had occasions where folks have thought that the best show was not necessarily the most listened to show. Uh, number two finalist, The Great Deception. Pandemonium, and Parents of the World Unite. Another great show with great guests. In case you notice, these are shows, in fact, there's only one show in the top five that was not a Friday night live show. So uh, I guess that tells you where the voting is. I think most of the listeners are, are listening to the live show and probably not listening quite as often to the podcast as much. And that's fine. I, no matter where you're listening from and when you're listening, I hope that's the case. Uh, had a lot of great guests on for these shows. So that's number two. Number three, Rediscovering the American Covenant and Gipper AI Starts Chatting on Tusk. Number four, uh, the one and only non-Friday Night Live show, F, Capitalism, and Other Things School Teachers Might Say. And then the fifth and final finalist, When China Attacks, A Warning to America, and Ramaswamy 2024. 
if you want to take the time to look on social media in case you want to listen to those shows in case you missed it, uh, I do have requests for devoting across the board on all the social media that I'm a part of, including Facebook, Twitter, uh, Getter, Gab, Cloud Hub, Spreely, uh, Wimkey, Patriots Online. Uh, they're, they're on all these different platforms, MeWe. Uh, so you can find it there, or again, you can go to uh, Spreaker and go into the archives and look up those titles if you don't want to take the time to look up the uh, request. They're easy enough for you to get to, though. That's the first series of votes that I'm asking for. Uh, the next thing that I'm asking you folks to vote on to determine uh, the best of the year, uh, I've got four that met the qualifications to be finalists for best tap into the truth articles. These were articles with my byline that were published in various locations. Okay, that's a quite not just a uh, blog post on tapintothetruth.com, although quite honestly not been doing a lot of blogging there. A lot of what I've been uh, putting up there have been the rough drafts of a lot of these articles that have been published. But uh, got four finalists. Uh, Biden's back-to-work orders are too little too late. That was uh, published at both the American Spectator and at uh, Conservative Daily Briefing that now is all archived over at Crow's Nest Politics. You can find the version in either one. You might find some discrepancies between the two if you want to check them both out because they do edit them uh, to a degree. A little bit of changing to my work before they publish it. And that's typically fine. Uh, also, number two, legal standing, meaningful legal principle, or convenient tool for activist judges. That, of course, was published over at yournews.com. And, of course, you can find that again at tapintothetruth.com. The third, the rebranding of ESG. That one also published over at yournews.com and at tapintothetruth.com. You'll be able to find those things. In fact, I think I may have also shared those over at the locals.com profile for the Tap Into the Truth community. And uh, then actually a surprise to me that it made the list of the finalists because this was actually published back on December 15th. So it's only been up and active for a few days by the time it was finalized. It was finalized on the 22nd. But it's Americans Who Need Medication can't afford Biden's prescription. And that, of course, was published over at realclearmarkets.com. And uh, you can find that one as well. Uh, another story that I've really been actively asking people to check out is the story of, uh, story of a, a girl that we only know as ST. Uh, so the title was A Girl Known as ST. Uh, that's how it appears in my work. It was published elsewhere. In fact, let me pull that up real quick. Cause, uh, da, 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 da. It was published 
at iPatriot.com. But something that still kind of aggravated me is that on iPatriot, they added it to the title, Assisted Suicide Horror, A Girl Known as ST. And I've said oftentimes when I've shared it, I do think that's one of the most underreported stories of the last year. Because this is really more about the horror of socialized medicine, uh, the horror of government ignoring parental rights. Uh, it has a lot of things, but I, I don't think it qualifies as assisted suicide because ST didn't want to die. It also challenges the idea of religious liberties because she was deemed to be mentally incompetent by a, an attorney – well, not an attorney, but by a judge – because she was Christian and she believed that there was a possibility of a miracle, despite the fact that her medical professionals swore that there's no way. But she believed that in the possibility. She didn't believe she was going to get it, but she believed there was always that chance. So she deserved a chance. So I hope you will check that one out as well. I've been sharing that one quite a bit. Uh, in fact, a few of these, like... The last one I mentioned, the real clear politics. Americans who need medication can't afford Biden's prescription. I would highly recommend you read first the real clear markets version and then go to tapintothetruth.com uh, or go to locals and read my rough draft, my version, because it's there's a few differences that I think it makes it worthwhile to read them both. And you're welcome to let me know which one you think is better. But regardless, remember what, what I'm asking for here is for you to vote on which one is the best article of 2023 that I wrote that got published elsewhere besides just um, by me. So again, that's Biden's back-to-work orders are too little too late. Legal standing, meaningful legal principle or convenient tool for activist judges, the rebranding of ESG, and last but not least, although maybe even the strongest again because it's been out for such a short amount of time and still came in strong and made it to the finalist list, Americans who need medication can't afford Biden's prescription. Uh, these are a couple of things that I would like for you to vote on that you can easily find me on social media for those links, or you can go to locals and just tell me, or you can go to tapintothetruth.com and just tell me. You can also go ahead and I would ask for you guys to vote on who you believed was the best guest of 2023. There's been a lot of really great guests, a lot of repeat guests this year. I, I did have more first-time guests than I've had in, in at least two years. And a lot of them are really great guests. Uh, I have my favorites. And it might surprise you that some of my favorite guests this year, based solely on their appearance on the show, aren't necessarily the folks that I keep having back on uh, quite frequently. Uh, but a few of them are. Uh, obviously, I did not do any qualifiers for best guests, so I don't have a series of finalists. So this is up to you if you're you're going to have to be a regular listener to really go in. But guess what? If you've only listened to one show and you really liked one guest, then feel free to vote for that one guest that you really liked. And we'll still compile it and we'll see where we're at when it's all said and done. So best guest, 
Uh, not necessarily the same. Best segment. Uh, what was the best segment? But I'm still asking you to vote on the best overall show as well. Went down those finalists. Is that too much to ask for? Um, I, I don't think so. And you guys have normally done really well. I know in the past, Matt Fitzgibbons has done very well. In fact, most years that Matt has been on the show, he has finished uh, in the top three. In fact, <laughs> there's been a couple of occasions where I didn't specify best guest of a certain year, just best guest, where we had a gap of a few years between Matt being on and then finally this year he made a return. Uh, this year was the first time that we had Becky Noble come on. Uh, they've uh, both quickly become uh, fan favorites of the show. Uh, folks that will listen to the show, they love those guys, and rightfully so, because they're great people. Uh, it's It's been a very good year. So a lot of great guests, but in years past where I didn't specify who's the best guest of this year, I just said best guest, a lot of folks still went back to like Dan Wass and uh, Matt uh, Fitzgibbons, and that just speaks to the strength. In fact, we got Dan Wass back on for the first time in a few years this year. So... Uh, Reached into the bag. There's a couple of folks that I'm still working on that have made regular appearances in the past. But it's been a while since they've been on. I'm going to be reaching out, working on that. And then there was one last thing that I've still been asking for feedback from guys, uh, uh, folks that are familiar with the show but not necessarily listeners. Some of them have been guests. Uh, and I have mentioned it on air, and I would really like for you guys one more time going into this year to vote yes or no, up or down, on the idea of me collecting a series of essays and articles from the past, pulling them together, and releasing it as a book. Because that's one thing that could actually be put together pretty quickly because all the hard work's already been done. Just need some tweaking, and then I'll need to put a little backstory as to what led to why the article was written, give a list of where it was originally published, uh, still all my work so I get to do whatever I want to with it. That's one of the great things with all the people that I work with that I do publish with. Uh, but still, if I'm going to put in that time and energy, that effort, I want to know if you guys, the people who've already dedicated a lot of your time and individual efforts into listening to my show, would be interested in, in seeing and hearing it. Well, assuming that at some point we have an audio version, but would you be interested in purchasing a book that has stuff that I've written? Some of which you're not going to have readily available access to because some of the places that these pieces were published are no longer operational. Uh, Patriots USA, for example, they're not up anymore. Uh, Trinity County News, uh, they're operational, but they've changed their archives, so it's a little harder to find the stuff that was published there when I was uh, a guest contributor for national issues for the local paper. Um, you know, some of the stuff, it's really hard to get to. In fact, some of it, has only appeared in the Tap into the Truth uh, blog section. Uh, some of what I'd be looking at putting together. But uh, again, I just 
want to know your thoughts too. If you're listening, yes or no, thumbs up, thumbs down. Good idea, bad idea. Uh, if I'm going to write something, go write something new, poignant, moving. And, and you know, if I did do this and I got a warm enough reception, then I would do the other. Otherwise, I'm not quite as motivated because it takes a lot of time doing this. More time than you might think if you've never tried to do this, but I enjoy it. I don't want to take away from other stuff, but I, I do enjoy writing. I just don't do it near as much as I used to. So the point is, would there be a market? Would you guys be interested? So there's it. That's what I'm asking for. Need to vote for the best article of the year that I wrote. Uh, best episode of the year. Best guest from this year. And feel free to say why if you want to. Because I think sometimes that can be interesting and will be fun to share. And like I said, somewhere around the start of February, we'll officially announce after we've uh, tallied all the votes. Because we'll close down voting uh, probably around January 15th or so. I'll try to keep you involved. It depends on how the shows fall. I may very well extend it to the end of January. But I want to give you guys plenty of time to think about it and plenty of time to check the archives just in case you want to go back and re-listen to a lot of the shows uh, to see if you missed something that uh, would shift your decisions. Uh, you know, it's just, just listener participation, guys. That's all. All right. I think we are close enough to the end of the hour to qualify this as having spent three hours together. So thank you so much uh, for being here. As always, I greatly appreciate it. And uh, as we go into 2024 together, uh, we've got a lot to work on. And we're going to have to stand firm. And we're going to have to keep in mind, too, that a lot of the folks that are voting for the other guys, they're still reachable. We just need to try to bridge that gap and stop treating Everybody that's fallen for the propaganda or fallen into their trap as if they're the enemies because they're not. It's the people trying to pull the strings that are. Those are the folks we need to hold accountable. In the meanwhile, don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort and most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. See you in 2024. You're listening to Tap Into The Truth.
Evil is powerless if the good are unafraid. 